Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen with two ends.com. I am here with sidekick Brad today. What's up, lovability? And we're we're excited. The holidays are coming. Oh my um, God, it's a week from Christmas. I know we get to but we get to record our podcast for next week for Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everyone. I know. Merry Christmas. Ha- uh, happy Hanukkah, uh, everything, because every, I know everybody we have other listeners as well. So happy holidays, I guess we need to say. Um, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, everybody gets to celebrate their own holiday and joyfully, I hope. And, and uh, it's a hard time of the year. I mean, the holidays, uh, the holidays can be pretty tough uh, for, you know, for people, for families, for broken families, for people that have gone through a divorce and are um, experiencing. I've seen a lot this year about people who have lost folks this year. You know, a tough it's year. Been a tough for year. sure. Yeah, it has. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends that are going through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Me too. But uh, but I think too, you know, as uh we're always talking about, I mean, obviously it's a relationship podcast. You know, for people that are having a hard time in their relationship, you know, it, it is a very stressful time. I do a lot of uh I do a lot of radio uh also outside of my podcast. And it seems to be a subject we're talking about more and more is all the holiday stress on relationships. Um, and there's no reason we shouldn't talk about it a little bit, as well as being single and it's going through the holidays. It's supposed to be fun, isn't it? I, I guess <laughs> what happened? It's how you look at it, right? Um, <laughs> uh, Time off and family. Oh, wait, that's the reason it's stressful. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Well, exactly. And, and think about if it's because... Let's be honest, there's no fully functional family. There's not one family in the world that's like 100% functional. You know, the, even the Cleavers were, the Beaver Cleavers, for those of you that are old enough to remember, you know, the Beaver. Wow. What, what's that show called? Yeah. Leave, Leave it, it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. Um, you know, Did even, you even have a show in 2020 called Leave it to Beaver? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only on YouTube. <laughs> that sounds more like a euphemism at this <laughs> yes, point. I think so. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be appropriate at this point, but but someone would have offense to that. Having said that, I mean, even that was dysfunctional to a point, right? Like little perfect happy family doesn't exist. So everybody's got to bring their um, other significant other, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, new boyfriend, girlfriend home to the family, and that's can be so that stressful. Be <laughs> but every relationship is a roller coaster. Right? I mean, everything, it's all ups and downs. We hope that there's more ups than downs. Um, For sure. I mean, I obviously anticipate that there's going to be both. It's the line of best fit, right, for you math nerds out there, right? You want it to constantly be going up. I can't stand math. So, yeah, I don't get that analogy at all, nor do I want to. (laughs) But, okay, if you say so. Um, but, But, I mean, I think having said the whole deal with the family, I mean, it's stressful enough for ourselves sometimes to go home to our family. I would like to say my family, I love you. You're not stressful to me. You're wonderful. You're amazing. Um, you're out of town. So I don't, I really, really are. They're, they're amazing. The hard thing is, is we're all spread out. So most of my family's in Atlanta and they're all spread out everywhere. And so the stressful part for me going back to Atlanta for the holidays would be trying to 
I've, I'd spend more time and energy trying to get to see everybody all over town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get to see everybody because everybody's in different spots. And that's not peaceful and joyful for me. So I chose not to. Uh, I think a lot of it is it's so much within like a 10, 15 day period. We got to get gifts. We got to decorate the house. We got to go to church. We got to get family in. We got to prepare meals. We've got to wrap presents. We got to make sure that, and I just think it all adds up. And what, what we see in, you know, about this podcast stuff is, you know, relationships is something's got to give. And it's usually the time with the other person. That's usually what, what gets taken away because, well, I got to take care of all this other stuff and I don't really have time for that dinner because I've got to do this stuff and that over here. That should be the most important thing. I mean, that's Christmas your is relaxed, about love. And, that's the way from yeah. the stress, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be. Take your armor off. You I know? think people get so caught up in the hustle bustle. I mean, I get it when you have kids and they want toys and Santa and all that stuff. And that's all sweet and beautiful. But, um, you know, the reason for the season... <laughs> Exactly. You know, um, we have to remember. And, uh, you know, Brad, I spend a lot of my holidays, my Christmases um, alone here in in Dallas because my family's in Atlanta. But I will say, like, I'm not sad about it. It, it is, it's, I'm not, I mean, it's I was not, about to say, I don't understand the issue. It with has that. nothing. Yeah. Right. It has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, I wish I could see my family and I wish they were here and that were easier, but it's such a peaceful day for me. There's nothing going like nothing's even open. So nobody's driving around. No, like it's, it's so quiet. It's so Dallas peaceful. Gets very quiet. Yeah. It's, it's like one of my favorite days. And so I get to do what I want to do um, with my time and energy. And so I just like the one day, like I like to be around the family on Christmas and then like about five 30, I'm like, Whoa, look at the time. <laughs> my goodness. You guys better get home before dark. <laughs> you know, prime ribs been eaten. Presents are opened. Everybody's time to go That's home so now. Funny. It's time you for know, Netflix. You know, when I, <laughs> yeah. lived, when I lived in Atlanta and it, of course it wasn't Christmas cause everything was closed, but Thanksgiving, we'd all get together. It was a big holiday for my family and I'm Italian. So we have a big family and we'd all get together and we'd feast and we'd eat and we'd drink and we'd, you know, have our family feuds. And then, all of us, all of us kids, because there were five kids, and then, you know, um, there are significant others with us. We'd all go to a place called American Pie in Atlanta. It was a bar. <laughs> We'd go dance yeah. and drink and have a great time. In the day. Yeah, just to relieve the stress of being with family and having to do that thing all day. So so what are some of the things that you hear about when you think about singles? And we're on the Love Billy podcast. So what are some of the things that they go through that are different than those that may be married or in a serious relationship? Mm-hmm. What are some of the, the things you hear over and over? I think it's career? just the nostalgia of, you know, it's a time when you want you're together with family. And if you don't have family or your kids are grown or you're you don't have that love to you don't have that person to go on carriage rides with to look at Christmas lights and um, wake up with Christmas morning, and I think, and go or go to church with or whatever it is you do for your holidays. Um, I think that people just get lonely and they get sad. And and I think it's a great time though. Like it is one thing to be alone, but it's another. Th- hey, I said it the other day on one of my posts. <clears throat> what's worse is being in the wrong relationship. Right. So you're better off single and waiting for the right person than you are to be in a relationship where you're not happy and having to wake up that Christmas morning or do go through all those motions with your family or their crazy family when you're not even in love anymore right. or happy. You oh, know? I love it. It's a tie. Yeah, exactly. A tie. I hear you. Oh my gosh. My former husband was the worst at buying me gifts too. <laughs> I mean, I would have to like open it and like be like, 
thank you're you. You're like peeking. You're like peeking on the corner just to see. He just wasn't good at it. Some people aren't. And for, you know, that's the other stressful part is if you have somebody that has everything, Trying how do you buy right them gift. things? Which is so stupid because it's not about the presence, you know. Um, <clears throat> but single people, uh, it, you know, it's a great time. And Brad, I want to go more into this um, because I think for singles, it's a great time of reflection. So instead of being sad about going into the holidays alone and and focusing on being alone, focus on the fact that you've got a new year ahead of you. What lessons did exactly. you learn last year and where are you moving forward with? And I want to, I do want to hit that in a second. But first, I just want to say to people that are in a relationship, because there are people that listen that are in a relationship and do what makes you happy and do what honors your relationship this year and every year. Um, because we feel this obligation to do all this family stuff. And if you're having, you know, some people have a lot of financial issues and Christmas, you know, right. and the holidays just make it worse. Don't go crazy on presents. Make agreements with each other. Communicate with your partner about yep. it. And if you have a stressful family situation, don't don't do it. Start a new tradition. Even if you go to, you know, somebody's family, do whatever. Every year, go Christmas. on, go to vacation, go do your own thing, do a staycation where you are. You know, it's your life and it's you have to take hold of it. So there was a um, study that <clears throat> somebody just put out on social. I haven't dug into it enough really to, to, to get into it too, too much. But the overall basis of the study was that children actually appreciate and those younger actually appreciate the experiential uh, Christmas than they do a pile of gifts under the tree. So go do those things. Go like um, do Polar Express. If you're here in Dallas, you know, I think they still do that, don't they? where you jump on the train and grapevine, it takes you to Fort Worth and you watch Polar Express. How great. In your pajamas and hot cocoa. How fun. You know, so if you've got little ones or young ones, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, a group of gals, a group of single, a for me. Group yeah, of single gals, though, that'd be day. awesome. Everybody <laughs> jump in their PJs. Um, but those kind of things, you know, you've got different events here around. Um, there's a huge light display, someone here, you know, Last year, um, they I do took the carriage rides or the horse rides. I was, I was well, last year they had that big light extravaganza out in Arlington. Uh -huh. What was that called? I can't remember. And I took a date there and it was awesome because you just wandered around and you had a drink in your hand and you just wandered around. Non-alcoholic drink, great for, I'm sure. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but you, it, it gives you a lot of times to just enjoy something, but also you have that conversation time because you yeah, wander around I mean, for two hours. It really, you you think about the holidays and it's, you know, supposed to be downtime in, in a time of peace. I mean, that word peace is written everywhere on Christmas cards and we see it, peace, love, joy. You know, it's just everywhere. We need to remember that peace, that peace of it, you know, right. find your peace, whatever that is. But I don't think Mary and Joseph's had much peace that first few days before everything happened. On Christmas. <laughs> they were like, can I please just get a room, please? Can I just have a room? Sorry, we don't have a Ends full. So it happens to everybody, I guess is the point. Like all that stress is never going to go away, and right? It's always going to be and there. At the so end of the day, relax you know, and just enjoy some of it. You look at that. I mean, even the Bible, you know, you stress about what, what about this? What about that? Where are we going to go? How's it? And you know what? It always turns out. It always works it out. It always works out the way that it's exactly supposed yep. to. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, probably one of going to be the biggest message in this whole podcast today because we kind of chatted about at least right. the main theme we wanted to talk about was uh was 
having people get through the holidays with hope and faith and and a joyful outlook on their future. Um, yeah, and I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you like, out on that one because I don't like saying getting through the holidays. Okay, just good. In, just, good point. Just do it. Like, like I said, it's not like this sneaks up on us. I I I, I don't understand how people are like. Oh my god, it's, it's Thanksgiving. I have it chopped. And, this is coming from 11 months. You know it's coming. So when people are like, oh, my God, it's almost Christmas. I'm like, yeah, and you've knew for 11 months it was coming. I know. So, like, just I'm, relax. I'm that, I am that person. I literally said this morning, I cannot believe that Christmas is next week when it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. Because I think so, you know, well, you, get, you get in, I know, true. <laughs> that help. But you get in your grind and you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And like you said, if you're not going out and enjoying the spirits of the holidays and the experiences of the holidays, um, you know, and seeing the lights and, and uh, you know, doing that. It gets thing, lost. Yeah, it's lost. It gets lost. And like I said, it's just different when the weather's not like to me, Christmas should be cold. That's just me. It just makes Don't it, you I think dare it, makes put, it different. put that juju yes, out bring there. That. We, we bring wanna, it. Next week, we'd be happy with 80 degrees next week. <laughs> but we've been talking, and me and you chatted a little bit about this, but we've been talking a lot. Um, Pastor Paul, I'm going to just call him Pastor Paul. I'll tell you where I go to church. But he's been talking a lot about the weight, you know, because Advent and you're, you're, you're a believer. I'm a believer. I think most of our podcast listeners are believers. But, you know, the anticipation and the weight, that is part of Christmas. And don't get hung up in losing that. And I think one of the things you and I talked about and what he's talked about was is that this time should actually do the opposite. It should force you into what he called slowness. So back to what you said, slow down, take some time, especially if you're single or thinking about 2020 and writing some things down for 2020 or whatever that is you, you need to do in 2020 is slow it down slow down. The weight is part of the fun, right? When we think about the true Christmas, there was a weight. Everybody had been waiting hundreds of years for the Savior, you know, and then a little baby comes out and they're like, wait, that's not what we ordered. Wait, the, weight is, should, the weight should be the anticipation is what you're saying, not the stress. And it gets the same way in relationship because you see it all the time on your posts. We've talked about it. I've talked about it to you about, I'm tired of waiting. Where's my person? Where's my person to share with? I hear a lot from people. You You know, know, and the thing is, is that the timing has to be right for all of that. You know, it doesn't matter if the right person showed up and you aren't ready um, or they aren't ready. It's not going to happen. And so, you know, I think we need to trust that God knows when that time is and that the wait is part of the perfect plan. You know, it's part of the perfect plan. And if we can, if we can get through the waiting period um, with grace and love and joy and taking care of our own personal happiness and mental health in that time period, then we're prepared when it is our time, you know, for For him to send some. Well, and that's one of the things, you know, and I was telling you about what Paul also said was, is that we typically aren't upset about the waiting we're upset because we don't know how long we're going to have to wait. It's, not, it's being out of control. And it's being control. out of control. It's saying, no, no, I, I prayed for my person for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I count, no, I want him Friday or her Friday. And, and he's going, no, that's not the way this works. <laughs> There's other things happening. And maybe the lesson you is know? exactly that is exactly that when, you know, maybe you're the big lesson is that you need to trust 
You need to have faith. Mm, Proverbs 3, 5, yeah. 6. Yeah. And so, you Ephesians know. Ephesians 4. Oh, we could keep going. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. Well, yes. that's okay. You can, you can. Run the race. Um, but, you know, I, it's interesting. I, uh, I talk about this. I've talked about this in media stuff before. It's one of my favorite little concepts for the holidays, especially this time of year since the we're coming on to a new year. We should always be setting goals and moving forward in our life, but we don't we don't always think about like what do I want for my life? Where am I going? Am I on track? But it always happens at the end of the year as we're going into a new year, people start reflecting, right? Where sure. am I? What do I have what I want in my life? Am I going where I want to go? And um and so I think this is a great time to stop, reflect. Um, if you have some time over the holidays, you know, t- take out a journal, start a journal, write down the things that you've learned throughout the year. What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about relationships? What have you learned about what you want in life and what's important in life? What have you learned about values and faith or whatever it is, wherever you're going and this, and what, what have you uh, decided about the person that you would like to have in your life if you're single or the kind of relationship you'd like to have if you're in a relationship and write that stuff down and get clear because when you know what you don't want, now you ha- can make a list of all the things that you do. Correct. And that way you're you're kind of setting a path. You're, you're, you're at least putting it out there. And I would suggest when you're writing down the things that you do want, the things that you would like um, on your prayer list, basically for... God to send you, I would, I would put a prayer box together. And, uh, and you were telling me about this. This is a neat, it is such a neat neat concept. You know, I, I got the concept, the, the concept from Joel Osteen years ago, (laughs) he'd said something along this line. And I thought, you know what, there's a physical way to do this. So, um, I have people go and get one of those little trinket boxes or any kind of box. It doesn't matter, whatever box you can open. And um, and write down individually or on a list. You can write it on one piece of paper, two pieces of paper, three paper, however long it is. Write down all the things you want. If you had a prayer list and you could hand that prayer list over to go, to God, or your you know whatever, um, and, and <laughs> your God, yeah, whatever. Um, what would be on that list? And so basically, what you're doing is you've got your list. Now you've listed all the things you want. If it's a new home, if it's a relationship, um, if it's a prayer for your current relationship, if it's an energy, um, a feeling, if it's, you know, love, a new relationship, whatever it is, a baby, um, whatever it is that you're, cat. you're, <laughs> we got cats. <laughs> yeah, just call Jen We're if you want to. If you, yeah, Jen has cats. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, and yes, if you want to adopt one, let me know. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, now I sound like the crazy cat lady. I'm not. I only have one foster to adopt. I just want to throw that out there. Okay, so um, so uh, so whatever you want, put it on your list, and then take your list and put it, fold it up, put it in the box, and pray over it. That's it. Just pray that God take your take your list, and you know, with His will, you know, of course, because that's our will, but with His will, that those things would come to fruition. And then put the box somewhere, whether it be your fireplace, um, whatever, wherever you want to put the box where you are going to be able to see it, know it. Because here's the thing, Brad, this is where the Joel Osteen idea came in. He always talks about how people pray for things and they like, I, I'm praying for this great job, but you know, I want this new job and you know, all these things about it. 
and then um, and then they pray about it and then they walk away. So they then they come back to it. So a few days later, they start stressing about it again and freaking out about it. And then so then they start, you know, doing whatever it is in their life, creating chaos around trying to create it themselves, right. forgetting that they already prayed about it and that God's answered the prayer. If you if you believe, you know, you say a prayer That's and you believe, part. right? Right. That's the hardest part. Um, but 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 everybody knows that that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to give it to God and let it go. Um, but we to. but we keep coming back to it. So that was the whole thing with Joel is give it to him and then don't go back to we'll it. Give it to him. Yeah, because the thing is, is if you go back to it and you start stressing about it and trying to handle it yourself and doing whatever you need to do or or you know praying about it again or worrying about it, then you're basically telling God He's not powerful enough to handle it Himself. Yeah, I'll just. I'm going to take that back. Yeah, yeah. let me go get. And it's a human. That's our worst fault. It is. It is. But see, when you have the prayer list, when you've got it in that box, you have to think about the fact that if you go open that box up, you go open it, you take that list out because you're going to worry about it and you're going to handle it. Right. You're taking it away from God right. and you're claiming yourself as more powerful. I will say this: it's there's, a some, big step. there's some other things that uh, we've been discussing in Advent over the last few weeks, and. I, sort of brought some of this up to you is, is <clears throat> there's a difference in planning and preparing. So, and you talked some about this and so maybe we can, we, maybe we can unpack a little bit about this, but we all know what we kind of want in a relationship, right? Or in our life, or I want that new job right. or whatever it is, like just put anything in that little box and that's planning. Right. I'm going to plan to do this, do this. But God asks us also, and, and we should ask us also, we have to prepare for when that blessing comes or when that person walks into our life or whatever. We have to be prepared enough to recognize it, and we have to be prepared enough in our life to be ready to accept it. And so, I think, so you know, that, when, if you want to unpack that with a, like, because this is a good time of year to get all that kind of squared away going into 2020. So... The thing with what you just said is, uh, here's a perfect example of that. Somebody putting on their prayer list or saying that they want a relationship. They want to find the love of their life. They're looking for their soulmate. They're ready for them, right? right? But yet every weekend they're sitting at home watching the Hallmark Channel. Well, I feel like I'm being... I, yeah, I, and, or, or <laughs> sports or whatever. Doing okay, whatever. that's better. I don't watch Hallmark. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, we have not, not, not very often. Not, not often. <laughs> but, but the point is, is like you said, you can, you can plan, but you have to prepare. Right. Like you're not going to find your person unless your person is the Amazon delivery person, you know, she or the, what's that food delivery thing? That, Grubhub. Grubhub. Food Dash. Food Dash. DoorDash. DoorDash. Yeah. Uber Eats. Yeah. There's so those. many. Unless you're going to fall in love with the delivery guy We could start one called Grubho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Just Help a little me. sign up. Yeah. So, so but I think, but, but you talk perfect a example, lot though, right? about that. You talk a lot about, though, there are some prep work that needs to happen before you do go out the door. Absolutely. Let's talk about and, that. And there is a lot about that. Did you know that your skin, hair, nails, and connective tissues are all made from collagen? Once we turn 30, our body naturally slows down in the production of collagen. Yay. So it's important that we take a collagen supplement because we're not getting it from our diet. Uh, it's a big rave right now in the uh, wellness and beauty community. And a company called Ancient Nutrition created a product called Multi-Collagen Protein. Uh, it is 
does not just have one or two sources like a lot of others. It actually has five sources of collagen, five types of collagen, and it's flavorless. So you can put it in anything, water, coffee. I do mine in my coffee every morning. Uh, it is made from uh, four sources, beef, chicken, uh, fish, and eggshell, and it's all non-GMO, pasture-raised, cage-free, cruelty-free, and it has nine grams of protein and zero grams of fat. Uh, so right now you get $10 off if you go to ancientnutrition.com and use the promo code LOVABILITY. Um, this is a special offer for our listeners here at LOVABILITY, and it's a great way to support our show and a great way to support our sponsors who support our show. Again, it's ancientnutrition.com, promo code LOVABILITY. And remember that these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. So this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hope you'll try it. So walk us through that. Like walk us through some of that prep work. That Because like, again, I think there's a lot of people around this time of year, they take some time off after Christmas usually. The way the holidays are following this year, it's easy to take some time off because they're both on a Wednesday. It's really weird. Weird deal. But, uh-huh. well, you know, so what are some of those things that we can do as singles when we're wanting to go into 2020 with the right heart, right mindset, and the right emotions to potentially find somebody? Well, I think people need to first take an inventory of where they've been. And, you know, this is where I've been and this is what has not worked for me. Because the only way to set a course for what will work is if you are making sure that you are avoiding, not that you're focused on it, but you're avoiding what didn't work before. So if there's a particular type of person that you attracted that didn't work for you, you want to make sure that you get clear on this is what I I have been attracting, but this is what I want. So you got two lists going, right? This is what I had and this is what I need. So if I've always attracted unavailable people and I want to have someone who's available, what would that look like? How would, and I, when I walk my clients through this, I make them go through it in detail. So just because somebody's, you you know, find somebody who's emotionally available, what does that mean? Yeah. What is your definition of that? Yeah. And it's not like emotionally available means that they're open for love, they're available for a relationship, they're ready and healed from their past and ready right. for a relationship. Yeah, healthy. Yeah, they're, they, they have a similar value system than I, as I do of a relationship. So you need to get into the grand details of it because those are the things that, so just from an attraction standpoint, when we can get to that point where we own it, we know it, We the more we can feel it ourselves, right. when we can feel it, then we're putting out the right ticklers to receive it. Well, and I think you talk about this too, but we're also walking out with the right feel and look and energy and presence when we're healthy like that, right? We're not oh, she's really bitter or he's a pain in the ass or whatever the case may be. No, we're walking out with the right mindset ourselves. Um, so we're ready too. And I think this is a good time of year to do that because um, we have time to reflect and it's right before the new year and all you ever hear is about, what's your new year's resolutions? You know, all that yeah, quit stuff. quit making resolutions. People don't even do them anymore. No. They're like, I don't keep these. Well, here's why you don't keep them because you didn't put the thought into it to begin with. There's no prep. Yeah, prep. It, they prep just time. planned for it, but yeah. they didn't prep for it. So do that list. You know, what didn't work for you? And in, in, it's not just 2019 what didn't work. Your whole life, what has not worked for you thus far? And what would you like to create in your life? And create it in the most detail that you can. 
And this goes down to, I know people have such an aversion to lists sometimes, Brad, but you know, even with your ideal person, you don't have to get that specific with looks um, unless, of course, there's something specific on somebody's physical appearance that's a requirement. Like for me, teeth. Somebody better have good teeth because I'm not, I, I could create the perfect person, the perfect person can walk in my life. And man, if they smiled and they had bad teeth or crooked or. So if he had a tooth, it wouldn't work. They, oh God, no. <laughs> but that, but hey, you know what? Somebody, for somebody else, maybe, but for me, no. So there are certain requirements I have. Maybe I don't have a picture of his face, but he's got a pretty mouth, you know. So um, you've heard the old joke about tooth, haven't you? No. And I'm from Arkansas, so I can say this. Okay. The guy who invented the toothbrush was from Arkansas. You know why? Because anybody else would have called it a teeth brush. <laughs> oh and I'm God, from Arkansas, so I can say that. Well, I'm not funny. personally. I'm Texan, but my parents, my dad, never mind. But That's so, good. I like that. It's a pretty that. good joke. A it makes sense. It should be called a teeth brush. Okay, we're digressing. Okay. I'm digressing. A mouth brush. <laughs> okay, so, um, so having said that. Um, but, you know, the you, guy could get his teeth fixed, Jen. <laughs> if he's the perfect guy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Regardless, it's, I'm already Too gone. Much I'm already gone. I'm, see you see it. Um, but you know what? There Again, but don't get caught up in that whole deal of the physical requirements unless there's something that's an essential for you. Create this person, if you are single, create this person. You know, what is their energy like? And really, you need to pay attention to this if you've never done a, a real list because these real lists work. Do you know I did this years ago before I met my husband? Um, and he's my former husband now, but, um, he was, it, he was everything on my list. I had somebody t t do this with me and I created my list and, um, and they told me where to put it in my house for feng shui, whatever it did. I just did it anyway. Um, but, but do you know, when I moved to move in with my husband, when we had met and got married and then I moved in with him, I found my list in the spot that it was in where I was told to put it. And I read on that. He was every single thing on my that's list. Something? Every single thing. That's cool. They actually work, but you have to be specific. And you want you want to create, what is this person like? What's their personality like? What's their energy like? How do they make you feel? Um, what is your relationship like? What? How do they show up for you? What kind of things do you do together? What's the energy of how, you know, how does he or she make you feel? Um, what, uh, you know, just every, every, la I mean, it can be down to the things that are the most important to you. Like this is what yeah, he, he or she, need, this is what do he or go? she does when I walk in the door, because you want, you want to create the, the closer you can come to feeling this person um, like they're already here. Yeah, yeah. When you get to that point where you're like, Oh my gosh. And that's when you stop your list. When you get to that point where you're like, okay, I know this person, I can feel them. I can't see them, but I can feel who they are. That's when that's when you've gotten to a point where your list is complete. And then you have to, number one, get out. And it's not that you have to go to singles bars or anything like that, but get out and look around. Even if you're at the grocery store, you're out. Holidays are a great time for parties. You know, I don't care if it's Christmas, New Year's, whatever. Great time for parties for singles. Get out there and look around. There's a lot of people out that would normally be out. Well, that was going to be my next question is like, okay, so we've done all this kind of prep work and stuff. What are some things that they should go do? I mean, there's obviously tons of events going on. There's church stuff. There's parties. There's office parties. Like, what are some all of the things? All kinds of things. And, you know, for people that are on social media, there are more events going on, more parties. Go. 
Just grab a friend or go by yourself. Just go. Get up and go. And people get lazy and they they get stuck in their own rut. And that's and you're never going to meet anybody sitting in your living room at your house. You know? Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I know. Brad's like, Brad's taking it personal. <laughs> it's not about you, Brad. But if that, but if you heard that. If they that can come look at Christmas lights on Soprano Street. <laughs> my Christmas tree in my living room. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but so yeah, so getting out there is super, super important. So explain that because you just said you don't have to bar hop, right? Because there's a lot of us that are older that don't play the meat market. You know, they don't go sit in the bar and hey, you know, stressed out over is, Christmas trees. The main thing is that there are, there are people everywhere we go. It doesn't matter where you go out in public. There are people. Open your eyes. Make eye contact with people. Don't have your face stuck in your phone. Yeah, thank you. Don't have your face stuck in your phone and look around. And if you're interested in somebody, make eye contact and smile at them. I mean, say hi. I mean, just make sure your teeth are good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Or else you'll look like a creep. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, so I, I just I think the holidays are such a great opportunity. And, you know, January 7th is coming up. That's the uh, biggest online dating day. Uh, they, call it, they call it Dating Sunday. Uh, Match.com has coined it as Dating Sunday. Oh, and it's, it's a marketing thing. It's, well, it's not just a mar- It's a marketing thing because of the fact that everybody's so excited that, the, that they've got a new year ahead of them and they've made that resolution to find love. So they're taking action right. to do it. So they're getting online. And by the 15th, they're like, damn it, damn it stupid. What the heck did I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, all in moderation, which is why it's so important, again, if we're going to do something like that, that we prepare. If you know who your person is, if you know the energy that you want to feel, if you know the person's personality, you know how they're going to come at you, you know, you know, you kind of have, you have an idea about who this person is. You're going to know it when you meet them, even if it's online, you know, you're going to start having a conversation and something's going to click. So is that know. a big, is that a big thing? Everybody's like, all right, this year I'm finding my person. I'm online dating. <laughs> is, that, Every, is that what a lot of po- folks do? A lot of people do that. I Just mean, call Jen. She'll help you. Uh, yeah. See? I am a matchmaker. I mean, I, I can only take on so many clients, but I will say, I do think I, if, if I could, I would say to people, the best way to meet somebody is organically. I mean, if yes. I could make that happen, friends of friends, that's why or, I do parties sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Because organically is the best way because here's the best part about it. You get to meet somebody, talk to them, make eye contact with them, see if you have chemistry with them, see their smile, see their teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but most of all that attraction chemistry thing is there first. And then don't let that be the only, you know, factor. Then you've got to meet them and then find out if they've got those (laughs) elements, go to your list, remember your list. Don't forget your list. Don't settle for something that isn't what you know you want and need, right? Because it's going to bite you down the road. That's when you're going to go, why did I do that? You know, we've had conversations like that. And I think, I think people get in that pattern of, well, you told me I got a bad picker. Right. Lots of people have bad pickers. Bad pickers, which is I picked the wrong person or she picks the wrong person or whoever your clients, you know, whoever that person is, they pick the wrong person. And if you look back, there is a pattern of that personality type, if you will, or that energy of that person or characteristics, you know, of, of those particular persons. And it is interesting because when you meet someone who's outside of your pattern, typically, 
it's a lot more exciting. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. And you, you have to, what's interesting is you do have to keep telling yourself though. No, I got to stick with this. I got to see what this goes. You so I, I just want to, I, you know? I love that you said that because you do recognize when you meet somebody out of your pattern, because you don't really know what you're doing. It's out of your element. The patterns broke. You don't really know what you're doing. You're lost. Yeah. And you feel like maybe there's not a connection because of that. Correct. So I feel like people need to understand when you are trying to get out of your pattern and you do meet somebody that kind of shakes you up a little bit and you don't know what to do with it. Right. Or you feel like there's not a connection because there was this awkwardness or this. Stick with that because that's something's pulling you out of your comfort zone and, and the being uncomfortable the way that we know we're out of our comfort zone. Well, and there's hundreds of sayings like this, but you know, the, the overall basis of the comfort zone is, you know, I had something waiting for you right outside your comfort zone. Right. And you couldn't do it. Right. Cause you got too lazy or comfortable or scared or fearful or whatever it is. But typically the greatest blessings or whatever you want to call them typically come right after you make that step. You know, it's interesting because people can, people can see that. Like if they, you start a new workout, you start doing something you've never done before. You start a new job. It's completely out of your element. You don't know what you're doing. You're lost. And then sur sure enough, soon enough, you're in your groove, right? You know what you're doing. It just, everything takes time. So it's having that patience as we were talking about the waiting again? period, right? It's I'm having that patience to, to know that, being uncomfortable could be the best thing. It could show you that you're moving outside of the zone that wasn't working for you. Because if your comfort zone is your comfort zone, but it wasn't working, it didn't bring you the things that you yeah, wanted and needed, then why is that comfortable? Exactly. It's uncomfortably comfortable. Well, and I think it also depends on the individual too. And I can, if I can highly encourage the listeners out there, when you're starting to feel uncomfortable, don't pull back, move forward. Push through it because... You'll learn, and I've learned it, and maybe it's just because I'm a little older, but, you know, fear can be a huge motivating factor, yes. right? Suddenly, when you open up your own business and the phone isn't as scary as it used to be when you were working for someone, you know, there's little things like that. So when you're outside that comfort zone in your relationships or you're out there dating or whatever, that's probably exactly where you need to be and push through it. Don't, don't move. Don't go back. Go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Because how do you not know? Yeah. How do you not know? Well, and so. especially, again, if your patterns that you were using weren't working, you've got to try something new. You know, I think the uh, the last thing I want to say, um, because it's a great place to leave it, because I'm actually going to be talking about leaving things. But, you know, we do need to take stock of our life. And we should be doing it on a regular basis, although the end of the year seems to be always a time so when everybody hard. does it. It is. It's nobody said it would be easy, but you have to look at the things that are not serving you. It may be a job. It may be friendships. It may be, um, you know, lifestyle choices that you're making. It might be a relationship, whatever it is. If there's something that's not serving you, that's not serving your greater good, your higher good. It's not moving you toward a better life and a better you. Let go of it. Get rid of it. Let go of it. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Get people, rid of it. People hang on to things because they think they need them and they think they're they're safe and comfortable or they, they're, as you just said, they're afraid of moving forward. They're, they fear moving on. And, you know, a new door, you can, a new door can't open until you close the last one, you know, and you yeah. gotta, you gotta close that thing. There's so many of those. I love the one that says you can't 
write a new chapter if you're still reading the old one. <laughs> Put the book down, people. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And sometimes, you know, you have to understand that the things that got you to where you are now, you know, people read too much into it. I hear people say sometimes with relationships, we put the invested this much time into it though this far. It doesn't matter how much time you've invested. If it's not working, investing any fee and you know, it's not working, investing any future time is just wasting your time on this earth. You know, I learned to, I learned that a while back to just, you got to just move on. Yeah. And sometimes you do. And no time for drama. Yeah. And, and, and don't be afraid of the alone time. Don't be afraid of the fear of what's to come. Don't be afraid of being out of control, of not knowing. Um, you've just got to, to heal and and recreate, you know, and then pray and trust that it's all coming. So um, hopefully, uh, like, again, the holidays can be a time when uh, people are lonely thinking about things that they don't have. But you know, given that we've all been given another day, it's many blessings, you know, being yeah, alive. Is think a, about all things you do have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm especially grateful today to be here because if you could have seen all the people that tried to hit me in my car yesterday, <laughs> I mean, I'm Merry just Christmas. I'm just grateful to be alive today. I mean, because I literally had near-death experiences about five times yesterday. People slow down, you know, pay attention, get Going off your phone. I oh have my to God. get that present. No, seriously, I was almost like hit hard like five times yesterday. So, you and know, with that, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, there's my rant. Um, but, but, uh, but just, just enjoy the process. Be grateful for what you do have. Don't be focused on what you don't. And it's always about moving forward in your life. And, you know, if, uh, if we've been given another day, there's a reason, you know, it's not for us to decide. My grandpa always said, if you wake up in the morning, you ought to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He was 87 when he said it, but so, you know, I mean, it made more sense then. <laughs> that's a good life. Yeah. That's a good life. Well, um, well, you know what? Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody. And I hope that, uh, I hope that you're creating a great uh, 2020 ahead. Yay. Welcome to our Dear Jen segment for today. I have a question from one of our listeners, and uh, she asked, what are your thoughts on whether or not people are ready to date if they've just ended an engagement a couple months ago? This would also apply to marriage. Uh, I'm not trying to judge, but to me, I would think that this person needs to take time to process the relationship ending before pursuing someone else. I just don't want to waste that free time I have on someone that's still healing. I don't want to be a rebound. Is it wrong for me not to want to give this guy a chance? I just think we're at different chapters in our life. I've been single for a very long time and I know what I'm looking for. Uh, whereas he's just gotten out of an engagement. So like I said, I think this is a great question. I think it also applies to when somebody's just gotten out of a marriage. Uh, yeah, there does need to be a healing time uh, that takes place. However, you should ask them <laughs> before you assume that they haven't done something because sometimes when marriages or uh, engagements are broken off, sometimes they have done the healing. Sometimes they have done the work, uh, sometimes with their partner, uh, you know, getting help, getting counseling. And, you know, maybe if they have done the work that they kind of feel like they have an idea about what they're looking for and maybe realize that their partner wasn't it. Uh, so as long as, and everybody has different processing time, uh, you know, I, I, 
I don't think two people are the same. Yes, there needs to be some time in between what that time, uh, time frame is. That's not set in stone. It just depends on the person and the situation. So don't write somebody off just because it happened a couple months ago or a month ago or whatever. Ask questions, um, find out what the story is and where that person is, and then proceed uh, accordingly. That's it. You just don't want to miss out on something great um, because we're assuming that somebody is not where we are. They're not, they haven't done the work. So uh, sometimes people do the work before they get out, uh, and just need a little bit of processing time after, and then they're ready to roll and could be readier than ever if they've gotten really clear on what they're looking for. So thanks for listening to our Dear Jen segment. And if you have a question, you can email me at, uh, dearjen at lovejen.com. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.